Welcome to the clan. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Hey, that's what you're going to need. You're going to need leverage. You're going to need an audience. It just doesn't come your way anymore because of talent. You're going to have to bring a lot more to the table, and we want you to win. This is the best time to be an artist. And you just have to know how to play the game. You have to know what's out there, what's available to you. You don't need anybody's permission to make it happen. That's what this show is all about, which is why we named it The Climb. It's an acronym, Creating Leverage in the Music Business, which is quite genius. I want to introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. Basically, they help you find your sound and they help you find your audience. Two things you're probably going to need if you're an artist. So not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating fingers together like I'm making money. Cash flow. That's right. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and we all know why. Because there's only one, Johnny D. <laughs> How are you, Brent? I'm doing extremely well. I'm doing well. So, uh, you know, it's getting toward the end of the week as we're recording this. And, you know, weekend's in sight. And going to do some mowing, hanging out with the kids. So exciting, exciting. Some mowing, some lawn mowing. mowing. Are you like That's George right. Jones in that regard? You know George Jones up until the day he died, I believe, mowed his own lawn because it brought him peace. Well, there you go. Well, uh, I have a push mower, so I don't have a big enough estate like the Joneses oh, okay. <laughs> to uh, need a ride mower, not since I moved from Arkansas. So uh, it's a little push mower. So no peace. <laughs> no peace at all. Just sweat. Just try not to, just try not to run over yard toys. <laughs> try to find a way under the trampoline. So, yeah. Well, what are we going to learn today? All right. Well, uh, this one's called How One Relationship Can Open Doors All Over the Music Business. Um, and basically, you know, as we've talked about so many times on this show, that the music business is a relationship business. So, yes, it takes great music, but it also takes great relationships. And it's amazing how just one relationship can open up many doors of opportunity. One believer, one champion can change your career. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight. I love that. But before we do that, I before we do that, yes. Something we want to read. Yes. We have a new awesome five-star review. Mm, tasty five stars. And this is on uh, Songwriting Tiebreakers by mm-hmm. Mr. Marvin Adcock. Yeah, so a couple episodes ago. That's right, a couple episodes ago. And it says, um, disheartening, yes, honest, yes, make me want to quit songwriting, almost make me want to try harder without a doubt. Thanks, Johnny and Brent, for a great podcast, Marvin. Marvin, thank you, Marvin. And uh, yeah, Marvin, he's a good writer. He's one of the one of the peeps in my uh, songwriting pro 
Facebook uh-huh. group. Okay. And you, know, you post songs on there and stuff, and he's he's good, man. So thanks for the thanks for the kind words. I'm glad we only almost made you want to quit songwriting. I'm glad we didn't quite make you want to quit. I almost was like kind of a little afraid there for a second. I'm like, well, don't. I know. Make me want to quit songwriting. Almost. Make me want to cry harder. Without a doubt. Everybody, so. everybody, take a moment and 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 uh, and help Marvin. Maybe sometimes we all need to be talked off the edge a little bit every once in a while. That's right. You know, I know hey, that but, uh, Brent and I share that on a weekly basis. I talk him off the ledge, <laughs> he talks me off the ledge. <laughs> I know. Our weekly ledge phone call. Um, yeah. But, you know, that reminds me of kind of what he talks about, making me want to quit disheartening all this stuff. It's like when I first came to town and started going to the Bluebird and listening to these, you know, riders, and you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, make you want to quit? Almost. Make you want to try harder? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so man, that's where you dig down. That's where that's, you dig that's, down. Exactly. So thanks for the review, uh, Marvin. Appreciate it. And thanks for hanging out in the community. And speaking of Facebook communities. Yeah, you know what? Um, hey, we just want to encourage everybody to go and join the Climb community. So uh, we're going to start posting a lot more marketing stuff on there. And um, try to make and it... And songwriting uh, stuff. And, and songwriting stuff, yeah. Try mm-hmm. to make it a little bit more vibrant, a little bit more... Uh, you know, get a few more people in there. It's a, a real positive place, just just uh, like Songwriting Pro. And, um, you know, any questions you got on marketing or whatever, serve them up there. That's the place to get them, and, and we'll get back to you. Somebody from either myself or somebody from my staff will will get back to you and, 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 and try to answer that. And then, of course, anybody in the community that has an answer, feel free to chime in as well with some of your mm-hmm. success stories. We had some good stuff happening there with the one testimony from... Um, what was that gentleman's name? The, uh, oh man, the pop quiz. Uh, I remember the one though. It was <laughs> it just just talked about. I mean, like I've been talking about this in like th- at least three different meetings this week, where he said, "Okay, I'm going to try y'all's YouTube strategy." And it was about three or four weeks ago when Miley Cyrus dropped Malibu. He he okay. recorded it that day and felt was it Johnny it was, Cochran. Yes, I think. yes, yes. Because yes. I remember the name because of the you know OJ. Yeah, right. <laughs> different, different Johnny Cochran. <laughs> and he, uh, that's, that was his name. And, and, uh, that's right. And he, uh, oddly enough, like, knows Kylie, one of my artists. Like, <laughs> small world. From Louisiana, small world. So he, he used to play with her, I think. Um, but he, but he, but he, he recorded something that he felt, this is key, felt was lo fi, right? Because mm-hmm. it was just one shot, which is what I preach. Like, just do one shot. Don't make it hi fi. Don't make it too right. complicated. Just which make was it against easy and his sustainable. Instincts. And what he did was he just brought his his heart, his soul, and his energy to that one shot and with this brand new song. And he did it the day that it dropped, and in in twenty four hours tripled his um, subscribership and got sixty five hundred views. That's sixty five hundred people that did not know about him before that now are aware of him. Like that is what that is the way that you use YouTube. So anyway, that's the kind of stuff that goes on at the climb. Just uh, just type in uh, the climb community. And, on Facebook, and, on Facebook, and mm-hmm. um, and request to be let in, and and we get to them as quick as we can. Usually within twenty four hours, we'll get you in. Yep, yep, yep. So tell us about relationships. All right. So this one, I'm going to be talking about my uh, my buddy Chad Green. So uh, you you actually had breakfast with Chad not very long ago. I did. Great. Guy. And got the pleasure to get to know him a little bit. Heart of Gold. 
Yeah, he's, he's green, but his heart is gold. So uh, <laughs> we've been friends for for quite a while now. But I've been thinking about Chad a lot lately because I have uh, a Know the Row event coming up with him next month, and we'll talk about that later. But Chad is currently the senior creative director at Daywind Music Publishing, so it's uh, mostly a Christian music publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back in 2004, Chad was a membership representative with ASCAP, or one of them. Uh, so he's one of the membership reps, and. Uh, ASCAP was is, and still is my PRO, my performing rights organization. So, you know, I'd met with a couple different membership reps over time, Mike Doyle, uh, Ralph Murphy, some different people. And um, and this is my first meeting with Chad. So this is 2004. Um, Monday Morning Church had just been cut, but the word wasn't really out yet about it or we're just starting to get out, you know? And so it was our first meeting, but he'd heard about me through my co-writer, Aaron, and through some other people. My name had come up. He'd heard some of my stuff before. Uh, but that, that first meeting, he picked up the phone and he called Major Bob for me because I told him what I'm doing. I'm shopping around, hoping to get a publishing deal. I got this Alan Jackson thing, whatever. And so, you know, we listened to some songs, chatted. He got a feel for me. He's like, man, let me call, let me call Mike over at Major Bob. And we, we talked a little bit about this uh, a few episodes ago about how it takes a lot of swings to get a hit. Yeah. We talked about this little part, but he'd called uh, called Mike, and I dropped a comp off for them. So I dropped off some songs at Major Bob before, just a cold call, never heard anything back. But this time, because Chad called, and Mike knows him and respects him, Mike listened. They liked what they heard. Of course, the Alan Jackson thing made it sexy, too. So that call led to a meeting, which eventually led to my first publishing deal, which – I didn't bring the Monday morning church publishing into that deal. So it helped get their attention, but they didn't sign me to have that publishing because I didn't bring that publishing in. But, why would you? Uh, exactly. <laughs> too I'm light. Like, not, You're too I'm light. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm not going to pay you to write for you. Yeah. So uh, so that was one big opportunity because, like I said, I dropped off a comp before. They didn't really uh, – I don't know what happened. Whatever. Went to the black hole. I never heard from them. Chad calls them. They listen. And then I'm at, you know, really kind of my dream publisher because that's Garth Brooks Management and where Garth has publishing and stuff. And I'm a huge Garth nut. So, like, dreaming on hay bales, writing songs back in Arkansas, like, I'd love to be in that world. And so I got a sign there. So thank you, Chad. So, yeah. Hey, just real quick to be clear. um, That was already a hit. Like, Monday Morning Church was already a hit. Had it already been cut. cut? It had been cut. It was not a hit yet. Okay. Uh, the album didn't come out, and the so it wasn't a single yet, and the album hadn't come out, but it had been cut. Okay. So other than that, it, by the time I signed, it was on the charts. By the time we, you know, because it takes a few months and everything, and you kind of go through that dance and yep. meeting, getting to know each other, do some more meetings, listen to some more songs. And in the meantime, yeah, the song got released as the, uh, I think, second single from that record uh, when, by the time we signed the deal. So, right. yeah, it wasn't a single when we started the conversation, but it was by the time we finished it. Awesome. So, yeah. And so what I want to do is on this on this show today is talk about some of the ways, like, I'm just going to kind of follow my relationship with Chad. And it's like, look how just one contact, one champion that believes in you can open up all the, these various stores. And so that's why I'm telling you these stories. You just kind of prove <laughs> proof of concept. Right. And impress upon you, you know, man, okay, if I can find that person, they can, you want to find that person. It's about relationships. So, and, and can I add something before you yes. get started that I want people to listen to and focus on is he's about to peel this onion for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about relationships and 
the work that you put mm-hmm. in to the craft. It wasn't yes. like Brent was sitting home on the couch with his feet up and the phone just kept ringing because one guy made a phone call and he's like, yes, right. I'm awesome. I'll get back to you. I mean, <laughs> right. this is over time and this is, this is work meets, you know, preparation meets opportunity and that turned mm-hmm. into the luck that, that you got with, yes. with what yeah, you're about to explain. So. Yeah, and after the after my last tour, I'm going to bring some of that out as well. So we'll have a nice little bookend. Yeah, it's not just it's not just who you know. There's some other things, right. but you know who knows you and who you know it it does matter. So you know you wonder sometimes how cuts happen. Well, I'm bringing you here's a step that may not normally get talked about. Right. So, um, so a little bit later, Chad also invited me uh, to join ASCAP's country workshop where I met hit songwriter Byron Hill. And this was probably when I was still negotiating with major Bob, I wouldn't sign with him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, a short term, you know, like three or four meetings, something like that. I think three meetings you had to apply. Yeah. I made it in. So, uh, I got to join the ASCAP country workshop. So it was a small number of us. And one of those meetings I met hit songwriter Byron Hill. So Byron's written full heart of memory for George Strait, Strait's first number one. He wrote Politics, Religion, and Her for Sammy Kershaw, Born Country for Alabama. I mean, some mm. classics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has had more recent stuff like, you know, Size Matters for uh, Joe Nichols, Nothing <laughs> On But the Radio for Gary Allen. And he's uh, done a lot of work up in Canada producing uh, Gord Bamford, yeah. a Canadian star up oh, there. Oh, he produces and, him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know he, cool. He's not producing him anymore, but he, he did, you know, for quite a while there. So... Anyway, so I met Byron through that, and so that was kind of a, a situation that, you know, Chad accepted my application. So I, I got in that workshop through that. I met Byron, and I bounced into him a little bit before, but that really kind of helped seal it. And then eventually we started writing together, and you know we written we had written several songs together. Nothing really happened, but eventually um, I started writing with him and Gord Bamford, the artist he was producing. And so that has led to, I think so far, like three cuts uh, on Gord up in Canada. You know, that one first album was um, Is It Friday Yet, which won the Canadian Country Music Awards Album of the Year. So I had a cut on there. Mm-hmm. Next record, it's called Country Junkie. And I had the, and Byron and Gord and I wrote the lead off single called When Your Lips Are So Close. Ended up being a number one Canadian country single. And also won the CCMA, which is Canadian Country Music Awards Single of the Year. So it was Gord's first number one as an artist, even though he'd had a bunch of top tens, and uh, so it kind of cracked open a new level for him. And also, you know, win the the Single of the Year, and so it was a big it was a big single up there. And and my first number one because Monday Morning Church went top five, didn't hit number one. So this is my first kind of close to the U.S. number one. Right. Uh, so it was it was a kind of new thing for me. So um, again, thank you, Chad. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, because I might have run into Byron eventually, might have happened, but that that definitely helped it along that we got to hang out in that workshop. Yeah, and and you know, Byron's a good dude, so I'm just thankful just for that relationship. Even if it hadn't yielded a number one, Byron's just been a mentor and a good set of ears and good co-writer and good dude. So, ready for the next story? Yeah. All right. So after Chad left ASCAP, so he's not a membership rep there anymore, he ended up being a creative director for Word Music Publishing, who mostly did country, uh, mostly Christian, but they also did some country. So he called me up about some co-writes. So he was at a PRO, then he moved over to 
a publishing company. Now he's a publisher. Yeah. Oh, funny. that's funny how that works. There's a <laughs> lesson in there that the people you know, especially in the music business, they bounce around. They don't stay. They don't keep the same job title forever for the most part. They yeah. may be, you know, I don't know, tape copy guy. One decade and the next decade, they're a producer or yep. a hit songwriter, you know. So, so yeah, I, I met him as a as a PRO rep, and then he's a publisher, and he's calling me up, hooking me up with some co-writes because he believes in me. He likes what I do, and we're buddies. So he called me up about some co-writes, and that's when I met a couple guys named uh, Brian Hitt, which is a great name for a songwriter, <laughs> and uh, Jay Spate. And together we have a song called God Amazing that was cut by Charles Billingsley in the Christian market. Uh, he does a lot of uh, those Beth Moore conferences and stuff, leads worship there. And so uh, our song, God Amazing, has actually been on two of his albums, one a studio record and one a live album. So because oh, he cool. played it at a bunch at these conferences and stuff. So, you know, one I, I like those. One song, two albums. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that that's always nice. Suck. That's like getting a Garth hit, right? Like you know, three well, greatest hit albums I mean, in a... In I mean, very limited ways. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, in many ways, it's not. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Mostly, <laughs> mostly financially, it's not. But it still gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling. But mostly, it's not at all, Johnny. But it's really cool. <laughs> mostly, yeah, that's a terrible example. <laughs> now I'm sad. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> now you feel like Marvin Hancock. <laughs> I'm like, oh, disheartened. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so, yeah, we wrote that song, which is cool, because that kind of... Uh, it was my first kind of activity in the Christian market, which is cool, too. So that led to something new uh, for me there, too. And then we also, uh, Brian ended up uh, producing a a kids' worship album for Brentwood Benson called, uh, was it called? Uh, K-Tunes Praise. And so he and Jay and I ended up writing several songs for that. So I ended up getting like three or four songs on there. Uh, so it's a kids, you know, Christian Praise and worship record. And that was fun writing kids' songs. So that was sure. something I hadn't done before. You know, so all these different things are coming out of this one relationship, you know. And uh, and just as a side note, it's fun because, you know, I have that record and every once in a while I hear Ozzy or the kids up in his room spinning that record and singing along. Oh, really? Oh, it's pretty cool. It's like, oh, yeah, they're not singing along with like Monday Morning Church or Crickets or when your lips are so close, but they'll sing along with those, you know, kid songs. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Man. And uh, which is which is pretty cool too. So yeah, heck yeah, it is. So again, thank you, Chad. Thanks for opening that door. But there's more, <laughs> right? That's not all. That's not all. Uh, and we're getting we're now we're getting to the present day. Uh, so Chad is now the senior creative d- director at Daywind Music Publishing. And uh, so far, he's well. Since he's been there, he he's introduced me to one of my favorite new co-writers, a guy named Jason Wilkes, uh, which y'all may have heard his name dropped on this podcast before. Right, Wilkes Wednesday, Wilkes Wednesday, right? And uh, actually, Jason writes for Dan Hodge's music now. Uh, but when Chad introduced me to him, I guess a couple years ago now, um, you know, he was just a guy coming up from Georgia. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. In, you know, I had met Chad, didn't have a deal anywhere, but Chad is like, yeah, this this guy, he's good. You know, he's got some good stuff. And uh, there's a situation that it worked out well for us to kind of meet. So, you know, he just hooked us up over email, basically told me about him, told him about me. We chatted, had some phone conversations, some stuff back and forth, kind of riding online, basically. And he'd send me some, you know, guitar vocal stuff and I'd send him lyrics. And uh, we just... You know, we've grown to become friends, and he's one of my favorite new co-writers, and we're getting some good stuff together, and hopefully it'll lead to cuts. Too early to say yet, but, uh, you know, we're yeah. getting good stuff, and it's getting pitched around town. So He's an artist, too, man. Wow. And he is an artist, yeah. So he's, he's starting to work that into things, too, and he's good. He's wicked good artistic, they'd say, up he in Boston. He is good. And so, uh, so that's another one, because I would not have met him otherwise, at least not at this point. We wouldn't have these songs, right? And then, um, and also... Chad's currently working on getting me in, in a room with a successful country artist who's doing an upcoming gospel project on okay. day one. So a little bit more of like a, maybe a legacy artist at this point, but still a name, somebody who I have some of his records. Mm. You know, I know what you're right talking there. about. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Shh, shh. I can't, I'm not going to jinx it by saying who yet. Cause yeah, it may not happen. I mean, last time Chad, pretty much had a, a date nailed down. It was like right before we went to China, like a day before we went to China oh my gosh, to get yeah. Ren and Quill. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to China. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to nail down another another date. But uh, yeah, so he's working on getting me in the room with this artist. And because uh, it's interesting too, is the artist doesn't have um, doesn't have publishing with Daywind. And so Chad's angling to get cuts on that record. And she's like, hey man, I'll hook you up. You know, we can work out something on the publishing side. And I'm like, shoot, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're doing the publisher's job. You're hooking me up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we're working together. So he's trying to open up some opportunities for me that would also be good for him, you know, and his job as a publisher. And so uh, stay tuned. I'll let you know what happens. But, you know, one industry contact turned into a friendship. And over time, that's led to a lot of good things. So we're talking first publishing deal, first number one. Um uh, First Christian cut, kids cut, you know, good co-writer, working to get in the room with that country artist, all this stuff over right. you know several years. So not like this all happened in a month. Several years of work. Yeah. Several years of work. When I'm writing, he's doing his thing. We're staying in contact. We're not like having coffee every week or anything, but we stay in contact. You know. Yeah. And and there's that's a lesson for you climbers out there. You know, is that relationships matter relationships open 
doors. And you know what? It's a two-way street, too, because Chad calls me for, for two big reasons. One, because we're friends, right? Mm-hmm. And two, because he believes in my songwriting chops. So he's not going to bring me in with one of his writers or one of the, his artists if he thinks I'm going to blow it. Right. Because that tarnishes his reputation and wastes his time and his writer's time and his artist's time. It's all bad. It's not worth it, right? So after all, he's got his own family to feed. You know, he has his own professional reputation to consider. So if we're just buddies, but I didn't work my tail off to develop the craft and have, you know, good enough songwriting chops, he wouldn't call me for these opportunities. That's right. Or if I had great songwriting chops, but he didn't know me, there's other people he could call that he does have a relationship with, right? That's right. If, if, if you had good songwriting chops and you were just uh, at home in Arkansas on the hay bale dreaming about coming here, right? He, he never called me you. before I moved here. Yeah, he never. It's amazing. He never ever called me before I met him. That son of a gun! Like I know. You know what? Like who? It's amazing. Who does he think he is? <laughs> All these other people that aren't calling me that I've never met. What's up with that? <laughs> you know. Anyway, so yeah, those are the things. And also, I've made it easy for him to open those doors for me for a couple of things. One, by being a writer he respects, right? So it's easier for him to make that call on my behalf and, and being a friend. So when he has set up opportunities for me, I come in guns a blazing, metaphorically, yeah. to try and take advantage. You know, the. Um, like he'll come up with Brian and Jay. We end up getting a cut together. Then we got those children cut together. And that kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, stuff happened from it. Now, like hooking me up at the ASCAP workshop to be able to be a member there. I mean, he wasn't looking to get anything out of that. Right. You know, the stuff I ended up having with Byron, that's, he may not even realize that he had a part of that. You know, so he wasn't doing that for some sort of quid pro quo or, or hoping to get something out of it on his end. He was just like, yeah, I know you. I like you. You're a good writer. You deserve to be in this program, this workshop. And boom, that's where I met Byron. You know, yeah, I guess hooking me up at Major Bob, there's an interest for him as a PRO because if I, as an ASCAP writer, I get a publishing deal and get hits, ASCAP gets to collect that money. So that's good, <laughs> you know. Right. But not a, you know, super direct, you know. That's way. him doing his job for the company. That's him doing his job. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but him hooking me up with, you know, one of this writer or this artist at Daywind, if it happens, because he's looking to get a a cut on that record. Yeah. So he's definitely looking out for himself too, but he's, there are probably several people he could call, but he thinks it'd be a good, a good musical hookup. He thinks yeah. what I do makes sense for what this artist does. Um, so another lesson I kind of teased is too, that people don't stay in the same jobs forever, especially in the music business. So Chad was the ASCAP rep at that job. He was able to hook me up with the publisher later at a publishing company. He was able to hook me up with co-writes, and now he has contacts with the label because Daywind has the label side to it, and he's working on hooking me up with an artist. Yeah. Same guy, different roles, different opportunities. So it's, it's important for you as a songwriter to think long term or as an artist, you know, as you run into different people in the business, think long term. You know, they say to make friends before you need them. So I hope you'll be mindful of taking the long-term contacts, of making long-term contacts in the music business. And it all starts with that first step. I mean, my first step was calling ASCAP and trying to get a meeting with this guy I've heard about, Chad Green, that some of my friends had met with. 
Right. You know, that's kind of how he came on my radar. Okay. Heard good things about him, whatever. Let me, let me go meet with him too. That was the first step. I did not know all that it would lead to. Right. You know? Of course, it wouldn't lead to anything if I hadn't busted my tail too. Not like he sat back and made stuff happen. I still had to go in the room and work. You know, I had to go meet with Major Bob. I had to go follow up, have good songs. I had to go write with those people he hooked me up with, try to write the best songs we could, all that. So I had an active role to play in it, but he had a very important part to play in it. Yeah, you know, I got something to add to that. We've talked on the marketing side about um, how a follow or a like is not a strong enough relationship to where you can ask for money yet. Right. Like right it's, yes. it's like a, it's like a handshake mm-hmm. and you have to cultivate that relationship. You know, you have to like a garden, right? You've got to remove mm-hmm. the weeds. You've got to water it. You've got to keep that. You've got to foster that relationship and keep it going. And at some point, uh, some of those relationships are going to come back to you and they're going to pay off for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, man, I, I've seen this happen uh, on several different occasions. And as an artist, as a younger artist, I felt this way. Mm-hmm. Um, where you meet somebody and you know, like this person is like important, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a real good, and then you get frustrated because they don't give you the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. After the first meeting, or right, they don't yeah. call you back within a month, you know, or right, or something like that. Like I had one artist that came to town and up. Um, I don't know how he ended up waltzing into Tony Brown's office, but he did. <laughs> wow. And and yeah. I don't think he cold called him. I think that he was like with another relationship or whatever. And, and you know, Tony was being polite and courteous and all this kind of stuff. Tony mm-hmm. Brown, by the way, I mean, huge producer, huge record executive. Like, oh, yeah. Like massive. And 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 he, he was sour that he's like, you know, Tony never called me back. I'm like, what? you know. <laughs> You're and he was, he was bad. To begin with. And this is a really good artist. I mean, I love this artist. Like he's a, mm-hmm. somebody I consider, a, a, you know, a close friend. And he was sour. And I just had to remind him, like, why would he? Yeah. Why would he call you back? He didn't know you from a can of paint. You met him once. You know, it's going to take a little bit more than that. And so he was almost like he was almost his very valuable time. Yeah, and, and he was almost like. Um, ill-willed towards Tony, you know, like mm-hmm. as if Tony made a promise and he wasn't true to his word because he said he would call me. Right. And I'm like, man, that is not cool. That's Tony being polite. That is any, not Tony, anybody being mm-hmm. polite. Like, hey man, you know, yeah. And, 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 and if I'm Tony Brown, I'm not going to call you back right away. Like, let's see, let's see how many more times you come on my radar. You know, yeah. are you serious? Or are you just waltzing into town to try to make the big score with the lottery ticket and then leave? Like, because the lottery ticket thing doesn't work. And that's why the relationships are so important, because the deeper you make the relationship, the more they know who you are as a person and the more they mm-hmm. trust that you're going to work. Right. Right. And that you're that that, that you're going to be there and you're going to get the job done. And 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 by the way, sometimes the job doesn't get done. And when you have a mm-hmm. relationship, they know, eh. It doesn't happen every time. If you don't yeah. have a relationship and the job doesn't get done, you're like, that guy's a jerk. Like, forget about yeah. that. You know what I mean? Or he doesn't have the chops or There's whatever. There's the difference, yeah. right? There's the difference. So mm-hmm. so you have to foster those relationships. You can't go in and expect the world to come to you in one or two or three or four meetings and then mm-hmm. be, what's the word I want, disenfranchised when <laughs> it doesn't and nobody's calling you because I mean, what have you brought for them? What have you done for them? Right. Like, it's what can you do for them? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, there it is. I mean, it, 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 I, I just, I, to, to your point about the relationships, really, you have to come in and kind of take, you know, what does Wade Sutton say? Take the napkin out of your collar, you know, and put <laughs> uh, it over your, your yeah. arm. <laughs> yeah. How can I help you? What can I do for you? You know, exactly. And yeah. try to be thinking about that and try to be probing for that when you're in that relationship. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, it could be something as silly as I remember Matt Klein when he was trying to get um, y'all's record done, you know, mm-hmm. with the, the comedy. Like, he didn't have all the money to finish that record. But he, yeah. we had just gotten into a new studio and he's like, I know how to do construction and I can do this, 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 and this, and this, and you need this done in that studio and I'll trade that for the time. And we're like, all right, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) And he came in and crushed it, did a hell of a job. You know, the studio's gorgeous. I mean, he was, it was beautiful. We were happy to do that, you know, but Mm -hmm. there's like a weird way that he was just able to, to get done when he needed to get done and provide something of value for us. And we were able to provide something of value for him, you know. And the record sounds great. Actually, Ozzy loves listening to that record. Does he really? He does. Yes. So the, the record's called uh, Welcome to My Party, and it's it's a comedy record, but it's it's political, and it's not mean-spirited, but it's just, you know, it's about political things. So it's not a kid's record. It's just, you know, about it's above a, the Constitution uh, yeah, and stuff yeah. and, like, gun control issues and stuff. Yeah. But Ozzy likes listening to it. That's hysterical. I'm like, I'm like, cool. I like listening to it, too. Yeah, we put it on. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to this all day long. Yeah. yeah. I call him a He'll love it. He's so happy. <laughs> well, that's funny, man. So, um, well, so that's not all. What else? Uh, yeah, I got something else. So here I'm talking about relationships and it, taking that first step, mm-hmm. right? It never would happen if I hadn't made that first contact with, with Chad. He never would have really, he'd have heard about me, but he never would have met me, right? So, I have a, a great first step for you. If you'd like a chance to actually hang out with me and Chad, yourself, we're doing online Know the Row, like No Music Row, Know the Row event in July. It's going to be on July the 11th. It's online, so you can join us from anywhere in the world. If you want details, here's what you do. You go to giftfrombrent.com, giftfrombrent.com, and what you simply do is you download the free ebook there. Uh, called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. What that does is that not only do you get a good free ebook, which has a bunch of good information in it that's helpful, and so it's worth doing all by itself, but then also it puts you on the Songwriting Pro Insiders list. So you'll get the details about the Know the Row event with Chad, you know, where you can go to get your spot reserved, all that stuff. But also since these podcasts, they they live, you know, because people are going back, I know, and listening to episodes we did a year ago right so you, yeah. if you maybe list this in the future right every month we have every single episode gets uh, double digit listens yeah for over a year ago so which Crazy. is awesome by the way thank you yeah uh so you can go there get from com, download the book that'll get you on the insiders list and so even if this has already passed with chad you'll know about the next one which may be with Chad, maybe with somebody else. I, I want to do these periodically. And so you'll know kind of the scoop on whatever's coming up. So even if you're listening to it a year from now, six months from now, still go to getfrombrent.com, download that ebook, read it, apply it. And then also you'll find out about these these other cool opportunities. Love That's it. what I have. I yeah, love it. Now, I'm not promising Chad's going to open up all these doors for you, just for the record. Don't come into it with that. But it's an at-bat. It's a chance to hear from him and learn from him because he spent years in the business and he's a heck of a nice guy as you know johnny yep 
and uh, get some information, but also get a little bit of FaceTime. And that may plant a seed. You know, I can't guarantee anything, but then you might run into him again later at, a, at another workshop or something else. He's like, yeah, we did. Yeah, I met you at the Brent Baxter thing. And, oh, exactly. Yeah, cool. And no. then starting to get a little. You a start little to get far. some momentum. That's so like, OK, so after we stop this podcast. I'm going to skedaddle out of here. I'm going to go downtown. It's Wednesday night, and the Freak Show is at uh, the Blue Bar. By the way, if you're in Nashville on a Wednesday night, Blue Bar starts at 8 o'clock. It's killer. It's it's a very curated, high-end writer's night with uh, the writers there. Got cuts with Miranda Lambert, with you know Keith Urban. I mean, the killer, killer writers. And uh, it's a really great little community, real fun. And, and you're going to listen and learn a lot of stuff about the music. I got a bunch of interns going down there. And mm-hmm. when my interns come in in, in Daredevil, I, I'm telling them, like, hey, man, you know, I'm going to offer you up, like, the opportunity to come out to these nights. And maybe, like, sometimes we get hit up once or twice a week for different showcases and stuff like that that maybe don't have anything to do with Daredevil. And mm-hmm. sometimes, um, uh, it, it, sometimes it's just a different kind of industry event or whatever. But I'm like, you're not required to come in any way, shape, or form as an intern. But this is one of the perks of being at Daredevil, and you should consider it a perk because what you can get is the opportunity. I'm going to introduce you to everybody that I know. My whole team, I'm going to introduce them to everybody that I know. And maybe that's not going to turn into anything for you for a couple years. But maybe you get done with school, and a couple years you're going to be at some company, could be ASCAP, could be Warner Brothers, could be a publishing Mm -hmm. company. And you're going to be like, hey, we've met before. Right, mm-hmm. and you're going to be. We've met that five times before. Yeah, yeah, we've met a couple times before. Like, I'm, I used to work with Johnny at Daredevil, and blah, blah, and all of a sudden now, guess what? The relationship factor comes into play, mm-hmm. and like you're right, it, I, you know. So now I know I can call Johnny and just see what you're like, and all of a sudden your resume you kind of moves about. up that stack, right? You have that, Johnny. Oh my gosh. He right. what a nut, whatever, yeah. and you have something <laughs> to talk about in common. Exactly, and deepen that relationship, and then do mm-hmm. talk about something other than are you going to give me a job? <laughs> right, exactly. Connect on a personal level. Exactly. So, so sometimes these can be sort of random, and and like you said, play the long game, Brent. That's probably mm-hmm. the most important takeaway. It's like it's a mm-hmm. long game. Think about it like that. This is a little nugget. Plant that seed. Put it in your back pocket. Cure and and, and foster it whenever you can. But uh, but um, know that it can turn into something. You know, the more that you get into the game. So, and not all of them will, but some of them might. That's right. That's the thing. And you never don't know. So don't leave sour. And just hover over that one seed and just wait for it to gr- plant a lot of seeds. Isn't that the one thing that everybody does? Is they plant that one seed and they just sit there and rub their hands. Stare and they're at like, it. Come on. Come, come on. on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the phone should ring now. Now it's right. gonna ring. No. Wait. Now. No. You're right. No. Chad, yeah. Chad is no. not my only relationship. <laughs> not my only friend in the business. That's right. I'm just picking him as a great example. <laughs> but he's not the only, you know, not the only phone call I made, not the only meeting I took. There are a bunch of them. That's right. Well, that is sage information, my good friend, Brett Baxter. That brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. Uh, once again, thank you all for listening. Hey, 
if you like this stuff, if it makes sense to you, y'all keep going back and listening to every episode. Everybody sort of ends up binge listening in one way or another. We are very, mm-hmm. very thankful and grateful for that. But turn it on to other people. Please leave a rating and review. If you like that, let us know what you think about it. Uh, it helps us reach other people, and that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we put this, this is a lot of work that we put into this, and, and we're happy to do it. We just want to get it to more people. I mean, at the end of the day, we want you to win. This is about uh, teaching you how to come in and, and, and be a better student of the game. So with that, we will say keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.